Skip, I know Skip. I know Skip. I know Skip. Anything else you want to know about me, Skip? And the ball is free. It's picked up by Michigan State. Jalen wants Jackson, and he scores. This is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. NIL, which is short for Name, Image, and Podcast. Welcome back to Name, Image, and Podcast. Another Friday morning edition for you. And we are, we got so much to talk about today. It's not even funny. But as usual, I'm your host, Kyle. Along with me, as always, is the biggest of Mike's Big Mike. Big Mike, <laughs> it's Friday. You're feeling good. Juice is flowing. You got some donuts. How you feeling? Oh, we got donuts. We got a little cup of Jeter juice, buddy. Uh, Kyle, I'm feeling great. But I need you to tell me that there's no way that a, a one-win Notre Dame team is going to fuck around and find a way in the playoffs. And we can talk about it later if you want, but I just need you to tell me right now it's not going to happen. Just ease my I, concerns. I think it's safe, and yeah, I think we'll definitely we'll get to that for okay. sure because okay. there's a lot of nuance involved with the, uh, okay. the playoff. The fucking playoff committee is just a big yeah. fucking joke, yeah. surprise. But I don't know well, what we were expecting. Listen, it's it's Friday. I'm feeling good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out later and I'm gonna I'm gonna DWI the whip in honor of Coach K's grandson. <laughs> and uh, we're gonna be living, buddy. How? How are you doing? How'd the baby sleep last night? That usually indicates Awful. how you're doing. Actually, pretty <laughs> terrible. Not going to lie. I, well, it's like, it, it's just, you know, usually two to three wake-ups a night, and it's, you know, that it kind of gets me up, but, you know, I'm able to fall back asleep. But this morning, she just woke up at about 5.30 and was just like, I'm awake now. You you know, usually <sighs> she'll sleep until about that 6.30, almost 7 o'clock, which is, like, kind of perfect. But, yeah, an hour earlier. But you know what? Like, I, I feel good. I, would, I was in bed by, like, 9, though. Last night, like as soon as the jazz game ended, shout out Rudy Gay, great, uh, great performance. We got all the Rudys, and uh, but uh, yeah, you were there, yeah, you were courtside, baby. Hey, um, hey, you know, flexing, working bit. the Viv, that Viv life, but um, but no, I mean, I, I was in bed early, so it's okay. that's okay. just kind of what it is. It's funny, and we've talked about it, and and you know my philosophy on on life and just having fun. You know, it hit about eight forty-five, nine o'clock, and I was like, "Yeah, I could just stay up and you know putz around on YouTube or whatever." But then I'm like, "You know what? Like, the fun's been had this evening. Like, I'm just going to be setting myself up for failure tomorrow. <laughs> so, pack it in, head to bed, nine o'clock, put on a little podcast, doze off, and uh, yeah, a little tired, but overall, you know, I feel good. I feel good. It's Friday. It's hard Listen, not to get get the juices flowing. We won't. On we won't. We won't go down the rabbit hole too far because this is this is a college football and basketball podcast, but. I do think it's worth explaining your theory a little bit, in which and you can clean up the language for me. Essentially, you believe that there is a point in all nights where, like, like okay, I've had the most fun I can have. Like, might as well shut it down right now. And goes right. for drinking. Goes for drinking, more specifically for drinking. Yeah, definitely drinking because you know you get to that point where it's like, man, you you kind of already had your drunk, and it's like nine or ten o'clock, and you're looking at it, and it's like. Well, if I, I, if I keep drinking, like, I'm just chasing fun at this point, and the fun's already been had. The fun's been had throughout the evening leading up to this point. So right. all I'm doing if I keep drinking is I'm subtracting any fun I could potentially have tomorrow, you know? I, and and yeah, there's a time right. and a place for that. Like, I, you know, maybe if you're out, like, Vegas, or I don't know. Like, you know. Right, right. But you just get to that point where you're like, the fun's been had this evening. Let's pack it in. You know, that way I can salvage tomorrow and feel good. And then there's the mic method, which is just like well, I was about to say, like fun it, to be had. it's not just the mic method. I think it's I think it's a geographical thing. Like maybe maybe you just or you know I I don't know how you came upon this philosophy because like on the flip side of that, there's me and like a majority of our our avid listeners would fall in this category as well. We're like we're like forcing ourselves to keep drinking the beer at the end of the night. Like we'll all be like on the couch, just like pretty much dead zombies at this point, and it's just like some be like, who wants another beer? And it's like. Ugh me right <laughs> right just, so when you when you started explaining this maybe listen you're not spreading the word of joseph smith you're spreading the word out here in utah of you know there's fun to be had tomorrow and i'm subscribing to it kyle i i, I get it now i get what you're saying like you hit a point right. you get to you get to the drunk point and then you're like all right anything after this just hurt myself so all right, back on track. I just had I thought it was hilarious. Had to explain it because it's, it's a good method. Yeah, because like I said, it's you know unless you get to that point in drinking and you haven't really had the fun yet or like the party hasn't really started yet. Sure, like you know find that fun point, but just pause and just think and just be like, have I had fun tonight? Yes. All right, that's all. You, like at that point, it's like cool. I've had the fun for this evening. Boom. Next twenty four hours, away we go. But hey, 
Uh, it's Friday. There's tons of fun to be had tomorrow, today, tons of tomorrow, fun. Sunday. Tons of fun, and we get a lot of fun here coming up on this pod. But uh, we start kind of where we always start, and, and we figured this would be a great launching point, our little NIL discussion, as we always love. No. But um, Kansas played a little football game last <laughs> weekend against the mighty Texas Longhorns, and what a game that was. I mean, because it, it oh, got to the point, I was, I was watching, I was like, come on, Kansas. And it kind of got to overtime. I was like, yeah, this, this is probably over. And then so I packed it up. I was in bed, and then I pulled up the score, and I'm like, oh, shit, like Kansas has the ball, and they, like, they're looking to score right here. So I turned back on and saw the play, and, you know, that was just, like, awesome. We love love to see it. Oh, Good yeah. for the Jayhawks. You know, we are not a – we are a Horns Down podcast. Oh, Sorry if any of you guys are We are a Horns Down podcast across the board. Love to see it. But um, the player who – Made it went from basically, uh, well, I think he was a walk on hey, or something. Jared Casey, throw some respect on the name. Yep, but um, he comes out of it the hero. You saw the viral video of his parents, like all like crazy happy, and he was uh living the dream, you know, and all that. And then uh, wakes up the next day to uh, a nice uh, nil deal, kind of right in his lap. It's like a wet dream for our for our friend Brandon Droz. Like he he went. Scored the game-winning, you know, two wasn't it the game-winning two-point conversion, right? He didn't score the touchdown; he scored the two-point conversion, right? Right. Was it was it at that point? Yeah, whatever the, the right, new whatever it are. was, uh, and then just to wake up the next morning with Applebee's on the other line. I mean, tell me, tell me how he's not living the dream, Kyle. This is this is beautiful, right? So he was in a little commercial, like. At, like most football players acting chops are horrible and i mean you can tell like he's obviously not like a theater kid or anything or you know yeah, he's like he's a football player but he kind of he kind of got it and that's what the nil dream is all about you're gonna get oh, yeah. your players who come in out of high school with the multi, you know the alabama quarterback or the ohio state quarterback signing the million dollar deal you know before he's even played but nil is also it's equal opportunity Oh, if yeah. you can make the plays, and if your school has has those people who are just football obsessed, if you make the play, become a legend, boom. Like like for example, Jalen Watts Jackson, 2015. If if NIL had been around then, he would have had more money money coming out of his ears, right? <laughs> just people just you know signing autographs, doing commercials, this and that, you know. And, and good for Jalen Watts. He's he's still doing well out there, and he's you know he's he's a legend. Oh, yeah. But that's just you know in in today's day and age, like that's what you love to see are these opportunities for these kids who are just like, hey, I made the play, like, I'll be remembered forever now, but also, <laughs> I'm in a commercial. Right. Well, me, me and you hit the nail on the head when, when we first started this podcast, and obviously NIL had been around a little bit before that, but, like, when we first started this, like, we had we had hope that NIL would just be just another layer in the in the magical college football cake, and that's what this is. Like, it's... It's just this guy's going to go down in infamy for, you know, I don't know how long he's going to go down. I don't know if Jared Casey's going to be a household name in Lawrence necessarily. But for this season and for, like, the next couple seasons, couple years, like, people will always remember that play. And he'll always be, you know, the Applebee's guy. Like, walk on to Applebee's spokesperson. Like, it's rags the richest story, really. I mean, it's You'll just. Love to see it. and it's And it's only, it's a commercial only to be aired in Kansas. Like, that's what I love about everything about this. Like it's a local, it's the local college football. Like they eat, sleep, and breathe Jayhawk, even though they were wearing the dumbest helmets for this wonderful victory. <laughs> yeah. Tainted yeah, the entire was... thing, but oh, I just I love this is a, this is one of the best nil stories thus far, in my opinion. Right, and what's great is yeah, you know, I was out walking the dogs the other day, just at the park, and walking past the other dogs, and there's a guy in there with the Kansas Jayhawk beanie, and I was just you know we kind of locked eyes. And I was like, hey, good win last weekend, and you know just. <laughs> That's what we love about college football, you know, because and and can, I'm sure he's probably a Kansas basketball fan, really, you know, because the Jayhawks did take down our Spartans in college basketball, which Ooh. we I think did we discuss that last week? Was uh, that? I believe so. Or yeah, maybe we were we were, uh, you know, I but anyway, you like I mean, to deflect, you just deflect off your L's. Right. No, I'm just kidding. You're right. A, no, you're a football I, school now, Kyle. You're a football school. Right. Get right. Up. And we'll we'll get we'll get to that as well. But I mean, speaking of college basketball, you know, you're, we are going to eventually transition to college basketball. You know, we are well. On our way to the end of college football, you know, yeah, still a lot, a lot on the table, obviously. But college basketball has been off to a great start, and we were kind of talking about this right before. You know, everybody was saying, "Oh, the G League and all these other little minor pro leagues and stuff—they're going to take all the top talent from college basketball. It's not going to be as fun, and this and that." And it's like, I guess if you're a casual fan of college basketball, which I don't think—I think there's March Madness fans, but I, most people who watch college basketball are committed. Right. Uh, this has been fine. 
this has been fine. Oh, I, I feel like the t- there's obviously still like you know Memphis looks really good. This is Duke's year, unfortunately. Duke looks really good, <laughs> you know. You. But we've already seen a bunch of a bunch of top teams go down. You know, Michigan lost to Seton Hall. Go Pirates! I know hey. you're a big fan of Pirates in general, so uh, arr, arr. love to see that. BYU curb stomped. Oh. Oregon, so yeah. You know, Oregon's one of those schools though that's just like, like they're just always ranked now, just because they finally put money into college basketball and they're just kind of a brand school. Right. I don't take Oregon college basketball seriously, and I probably never will. Sorry, well, it, but I, see, you know, they made a good point on the broadcast though. When you watch this game, they always heat up at the end. Like they're always in the tournament. It feels like, and they're always a, a, a plucky, gritty kind of team. Like, and I, don't, I agree with you. I think it's just Oregon decided, like, okay, like. We're Nike. We need to, you know, start pretending like we care about basketball. But I, I just feel like they're always there at the end, Kyle. And I don't know what it right. is. Like, they don't – I mean, you don't necessarily hear about huge – I mean, they get good recruits. We don't hear about the big headliners going to Oregon. So, right. maybe it, the coach it's, is really It's good. getting to that point. <laughs> right now. It, it's getting to that point. It's it's the money, right? I mean, right. so there I, – I, I, we'll get to it. We'll get to, like, kind of how Oregon mm-hmm. – basically put themselves on the map and it's very similar to what Michigan State's doing right now in a lot of different respects. But um, BYU, I mean, we talk about it all the time. Utah, the city of Utah just loves basketball. It, every single mm-hmm. church, if you've ever been to a Mormon church, which I haven't really been there to like hoop, participate, but I've been there to hoop, which is crazy. And uh, yeah, there's basketball courts in every single gym. We love the Utah Jazz out here. BYU always it. has a good team. Utah did have a really good team back in the day and they, you know, they've produced some good players. Kuzma, um, a few of those other types of players. So we love basketball out here in the state of Utah. Sure and, do. you know, BYU, it's a uh, – I don't like BYU football, but BYU basketball is just hilarious to me. You know, it's just – yeah. So – and then and then you had schools like you know, Michigan obviously going out, Maryland losing to George Mason. Uh, and there was one more – up Ohio State losing last night to Xavier yep. as well. There's just a lot of parity. Right, a lot of parity. You know, Michigan State lost that first game to Kansas, which is kind of expected. We've looked pretty damn solid. We had a good game against Butler at Butler at uh, I think it's Hinkley Fieldhouse, the historic Hinkley Fieldhouse, and um, that was a revenge game. People forget, you know, that <laughs> Butler beat Michigan State to go to the I think the Final Four or the championship is one of those two. Dude. Draymond Green gets filed on the last shot by Gordon Hayward. The refs don't call it, and you know the rest is history. So Butler, this was a, a, Butler was a problem for that little stretch. They were a problem for both of our respective. Well, because they had the Gordon Hayward year, and then the next year they still made it back. Like that—that uh, that was crazy. That was crazy. I, but that's one of Coach K's little titles. Like, oh wow, you beat Butler. Cool. <laughs> you know, Gordon Hayward almost sank that ship too. So, yeah, Coach K is a fraud. Hey, 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 hey. On his goodbye tour, nonetheless. Nothing but kind no, words no. about Coach K. God damn. No, don't let the door hit you on the way out, <laughs> Coach K. Gosh. Are you, God, hey, are you ready for kidding. John Shire? I mean, that's, that's yeah, the heir geez. to the throne. I mean, it's, you take your, take, take your pick, Kyle. Who, as a right. non-Duke fan, just, just appearances in overall basketball prowess, which one do you hate more? Uh, I, I, the first one was obviously J.J. Redick, and, but I actually like J.J. Redick a lot now. Um, okay. Boy, did I hate Grayson but I'm just saying, I'm just saying John Shire and Coach K. Like, the yeah, the current coach and the heir to the throne, which one in the long – when it's all said and done, do you think you're going to hate more? Oh, definitely Coach K. You think so? He's, is it the yeah. face? Is it the, is it the kind of little rat it, face he makes? Is that the, what it it's is? It's the rat face, and it's also like he's, he got away with cheating for decades. <laughs> Absolute decades. <laughs> Of just buying houses, <laughs> properties, whatever, hooking them up, you know. And it, it actually, it wasn't probably until more recently. Because for a while, he was doing things the right way. And that's why he didn't win every title every single year. But, uh, yeah, it, he knew it was time to go. Because he couldn't keep up with, with how the game So, changed, do right? you hate Nick Saban, too? Oh, well, yeah. Duh, <laughs> you know. But, you know, he Nick Saban you know, did go to Michigan State. He, he was hey. the coach there. So, I, I, have that, I have that title. So... But uh, yeah. It's, uh, anyway, I, I love college basketball. It, it's so fun to have on. The games right. are just stressful as fuck. Oh, uh, yeah. the referee is still terrible. Actually, the thing I did notice against the Michigan State Butler is like, man, this is actually cruising. Like when the refs let him play, it's right. amazing. Right. The, the the product is great because it, it flows. It goes quickly. You're not sitting there forever. It's not foul after foul after foul. Right. Like just let him play. Let him be a little physical. The hand checks. Let him go, and away we go. Right. Well, and know? I I think that when you think about it, like. When you do find that, like that, it sounds like that group of refs. I didn't watch that game, but that it sounds like that group of refs had a, a pretty good, a pretty good feel for the game as far as like not letting things get out of hand. Because 
we've right. all we've all watched the game where like things kind of get out of hand and not even it doesn't even necessarily have to be like in a volatile way where like players are like hurting each other more so in the sense of like things are getting out of hand where like they could figure out like they're getting away with things here and there and then they start just kind of being like egregious about it and then it's like okay now we have to retroactively start calling these fouls to like get the game back so it, it sounds like that group of refs was a kind of like the ideal group where like they had a good feel for the game i just like we talked about last time I just don't – it was so many different college games going on at all given times and just the amount of staff they have to have in the referee game. Like, right. it's just tough. Because, like, football is easy, right? Like, you, you have all your primetime crew, essentially. Like, it doesn't matter what conference or what game. You, you always have that same kind of handful of recognizable faces. Uh, so, I want – it sounds like well, I want that – I want that team in the in the uh, March Madness, Kyle. I want, I want to let the boys play. You got to let the boys play. Yeah, as long as it's consistent. Because, like right, I said, I think right. what's, hap- what's happened in the Big Ten is the refs throughout the season will, will allow it to be a little bit more physical down low and things like that. But then you get to the tournament and they start calling everything and it ruins the flow. It, it's just tough. Conference to conference, it's really tough. But, yeah, overall, uh, I'm college basketball has been fun. It's, it's nice to have what do you back. think about What do you think about maybe we just switch to a call-your-own-foul type situation? What do you think? Right. How does that hit you? Definitely, absolutely. Like, we just no refs. Like, hey, just you know, you think you got fouled, just call it out. Just <laughs> right. Championship games, sportsmanship. Those you know, those, like that those yeah. games would go for however long they are now to like four and a half hours. And one, and everything's an and one. Everything, everything. And I love so. that. My favorite in the call your own situation because everybody's seen it is when a kid like gets gets blocked cleanly. And then wants to call the foul, and everybody knows it wasn't a foul. And then there's like that awkward, like, you kind of keep dribbling the ball up. Like, are you going to call it? And then he gets embarrassed. And then they're like, no. Right. It's, oh, right. God. I hate, I hate people in general. Just let, just let fouls. Just let fouls happen. I agree. I agree. As somebody who probably racked up more fouls in, in a four-year span than anyone in high school, you, you definitely know. Listen, me so. and you are the same, Kyle. I saw you in the math path. I saw you laying down. When you got, when you did defense, you got the arms out, and you just slightly tweak them in, and then nobody gets around you because you just kind of, like, corral them. Right. Me you and just, you, uh, me and you are not different, my friend. Me and you are not so different. You just got to foul. Right. We're slow and white. You got you to gotta do something to compete. Right. I get those little fouls, and you just – if you foul them, you let them know that, hey, I will foul Like, the whole gym's so. going to know because it's usually, like, a, a clobbering of some variety, like, big collision. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, speaking of fouls, no, I don't ah! know how I'm going to transition that. But uh, let's 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 move on to the the, the meat and potatoes. So yeah, to speak. foul uh, foul. Kyle is putting your yeah. Michigan State Spartans below Michigan in the in the playoff ring. That's foul. You know this. I mean, I you know I'm done. I'm I'm done talking about those idiots <laughs> at the college football playoff committee because everything's still in front of us, which is great. But a lot of a uh, lot of movement. We had some really good games over the weekend, or just, you know, the ones that kind of had the best implications, good, I would say. Good games for some, bad games for some. For others. D- yeah, for depending others. who so, you like. <laughs> we had, you know, Pittsburghs have been having a really good season. I'm a big fan of uh, Kenny Pickett. They took down North Carolina, and boy, I mean, just looking back and how the hype train for North Carolina was mm-hmm. was off the rails to start the season, and they're sitting at 5-5 five and five right now, and then you have Pitt at 8-2. and two. And the lot, the losses for Pittsburgh, they lost to Western Michigan somehow, uh, and then lost to Miami. But they're sitting at eight and two. I mean, to think about what the season could have been. I mean, that that's the beauty of college football, though, right? It's like, man, what could have been if we didn't fuck up the game against oh, yeah. Purdue, for example, or or this type of thing for Pitt. But um, Pitt's definitely one of the schools I'd root for. You know, or just like if yeah. they're on, I'm like, yeah, like cool. You know, I like Pat Narduzzi a lot. Kenny Pickett's been a really solid quarterback. Right. Uh, uh t- another two glove quarterback. So Denver, watch out! I'm sure they're going to hey, look to pick him hey. up in the draft because they love Peyton Manning wore two gloves toward the end of his career. Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy, Teddy Kenny Pickett. Yeah, he's yeah. he's probably going to head to the Broncos because yeah. Something how how gloves. tall is Kenny Pickett? Because that's really the only criteria John Owen needs. <laughs> I don't think he fits in that height category. Tall. Oh, well, darn. We're gonna we're gonna go get you know Sammy McSam Sam from fucking nowhere state who's six eight. I right, can't. whatever. That's a pro. We don't talk pro football. That's yeah, stupid. fuck that. It's, it's, uh, but yeah. but I agree. I I enjoy like a Pittsburgh, like kind of like a especially if they get in like one of the big bowls, kind of a newcomer. Because I think that that's right. where we, you kind of see those programs maybe get the birth to some like some success. Get on the national spotlight, have a good season, get the name out there, that notoriety, get the coaching out there, and then like maybe you know start harvesting some good recruits. Uh, in theory, and I think that that's you know when you look back, that's kind of like how some of these you know not not the big 
the big name ones that we always see every year, but kind of that second tier kind of break on the scene, get into the big bowl, get your name out there. And granted, you don't get fucking destroyed, but I think Pitt, Pitt will be fun. That's a fun one to watch. What about UTSA? Kyle, what do you think about the Roadrunners? Undefeated at 22. Which is pretty crazy. Yeah, no, Roadrunners, that, that's been a really fun story. They have some really good athletes. It's going to be interesting to see where, like, what bowl game they end up in, right. to be honest. Right. Um, because there'll be someone who's like, who the hell is this team? Like, not really paying attention. And then, you know, for us, it'd be like, yeah, that's UTSA. They're undefeated. They're crazy. Oh. Speaking of another undefeated, Cincinnati, uh, <clears throat> they took down a horrible South Florida team, but it wasn't even that pretty. Uh, right. You know, they won 45-28, to 28, which it, the score is a lot closer than, than really what it was, to right. be honest. Right. So, you know, Cincinnati, they're, they're just not – they didn't they, – they can complain all they want. They did not do enough. They didn't do enough. See, and, and to, here's here's where – I this is what I asked to be in the show, Kyle. And I in, – in realistic, you know, the way that we think about it, uh, if they remain undefeated, they should never be below Notre Dame, no matter how it shakes out. But I just don't have faith for the college football committee to somehow look at a one-loss Notre Dame if it finishes that way and then not end up throwing them in there because, like, Ohio State's prone to lose one. Oregon can lose one this weekend. Like, who knows what well, happens I think with Alabama they're, they're going to have to. I think they're keeping Notre Dame out of it to justify keeping Cincinnati out of it. Right. Is, they're, right. they're devaluing Notre Dame to ensure that they can't – because because they their logic's already fucked right we already caught right. them in the lie with with their logic because you know the one week they said oh well Oregon's ranked ahead of Ohio State because of their head to head matchup Oregon lost to Stanford Stanford's fucking terrible oh yeah uh, an awful awful team yeah. that that loss is horrible Ohio State's only loss is to Oregon who supposedly is really good but the playoff committee said oh it's head to head you know the head to head but apparently it doesn't apply when Michigan State Michigan played because we beat them head to head and then we lost to a a decent enough. Purdue team. I mean, right. even the Purdue Ohio State game. Like, I, I figured that was going to be the case, but it, it did appear to be a blowout. But I mean, Purdue was putting up points. I mean, they scored right. what thirty points. They put up right. five hundred uh, over five hundred yards of offense. And so, in that whole justification, where they said, and then the the Gary Barter saying, well, if if you put the, the watching the games aside statistically, blah blah blah, and it's just like, what a crock of shit. Right. Like, then why do we play? Right. Let's just look at who has the best stats. And, and put them in, you know, so it, it's a joke. But to be honest, I don't care. I, I honestly don't care because it's all in front of us at this point. We went out. We got it. If, if not, oh, well, we're going to go to a sick fucking bowl game. And right. that kind of leads me to the next point about Oklahoma. Oh, L- listen, listen, oh. Oklahoma fans. It was a it was going to happen. Right. Th- that was the one where you're like, man, that wheel is about to fly off this train any day now. And I'm just going to ignore it. It's like covering up the engine light in your car. Right. It was like, if I just don't look at it, we're golden. You know, and we'll make it there. We'll make it to the destination. But listen, it happened. It happened, and it's okay because let's be honest. Oklahoma was not going to compete for a title. No one is at really outside of Georgia. Georgia, maybe Alabama. I mean, Ohio State could have. You know, they got to take care of their business too. You know, but outside of really Georgia, because quite frankly, Georgia just looks unstoppable. This was not the year. This is now the year where you can look at it and be like, well, cool. Let's just go to a really sick bowl game. We get to watch Caleb Williams for the next two years develop and become probably a Heisman winning quarterback the way it looks, you know, and, and there's the Lincoln Riley rumors, things like that. There's yes, rumors everywhere. Yes. There's, I, I don't see why Lincoln Riley would leave Oklahoma for another program. So I think you're going to be fine there. But at this point, now you can just enjoy it. The pressure's off a little bit. You don't have to worry about the playoff committee. All you have to worry about is the big 12 and you got Oklahoma state coming up. You get, you probably get the big 12 championship. How, how does it all shake out here real quick? Let, let's take a look because this is kind of, I don't know. It's one of those, yeah, it sucks to lose. Don't get me wrong. Right. But at the same time, it's like the pressure's off. You're still in the driver's seat. You're still top of the Big 12 as it appears right now uh, with Oklahoma State, you know, looming. You take care of business. You never know what could shake out. You got Iowa State, who's been very down this year, and then Oklahoma State. You win out. You win the Big 12 championship. You're either going to go to a sick bowl game, a very winnable bowl game, uh, might, I, might I add, versus ending the season getting your shit kicked in by Georgia or Alabama, right? Just enjoy it. You're going to have a good time. Let the playoffs do their thing with, with their flawed metrics and, and and the big brands and this and that. But, like, the pressure's off now. You, you know, as an Oklahoma fan, yeah, it sucks. It's, losing sucks. You're 9-1. and one. <laughs> Like, and you got a really good team. You got a great quarterback. Hey, get a hey, great hey, coach. hey, hey. It's the theory we talked about at the beginning of the show, people. You had your fun, you're done. Just call it call it right. good. We had, had all of our fun. fun. 
Right. And it, sometimes, yeah, you had all that fun. It was close. <laughs> and now you can actually identify the team and say, we were a flawed team. You know, this was this was bound to happen. And Texas lost. L- listen, Texas lost. That 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 goes back. I never got to debut the misery index because overall the season's been pretty fucking good. But one of my qualifiers, if Michigan State were to lose, if Michigan also lost, boom, that levels out, baby. Like that that's golden. And, you know, maybe not fully, but right. it, it chips away. You got to laugh at that. You got to that's laugh fair. at a Texas loss. And like I said, now everything else is still in front of you. Play for the Big Twelve. You know, win out these games. Look impressive. Watch Caleb Williams develop. And uh, and let the you know the Georgias of the world and the Alabamas of the world you know beat themselves off into fucking bliss while they you know jizz themselves over the playoff committee. It's just it's I don't know. It, it's different. Obviously, I'm not an Oklahoma fan, but yeah, at let, the same time, let the, let you the gotta Oklahoma feel a little fan, relief. Let the Oklahoma fan lifelong take the mic here. Okay, we 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 should be upset, Kyle, because we we could have won the whole thing. All right. You remember, you remember Jim Valvano? You remember him? Survive in advance, buddy. Survive in advance. We could have won the whole thing. We we listen. We we. I can't believe. I can't even go to sleep at night. Still, it's been days now, and I can't sleep because we sh- we should have won the entire thing, Kyle. That 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 ticky tacky offense and barely beating you know some subpar Big Twelve teams. How do you not look at that and say I could have been in the playoffs? <laughs> How do you not? Right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, but Lincoln yeah. Riley's going to LSU, and there's not a doubt in my mind. If there was some sort of sports book, you think? That, I, I think so. Just because I think he's looking at it like, okay, I ha- I have let's again, maximize that again, Oklahoma. I, 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 I keep I don't want to bring up your theory again, but it's kind of the same thing. I've had all the fun I can at Oklahoma. Like I, I've had all the Heisman's. I've had the good recruits. I can't get over that hump. He's right. looking at LSU and he's thinking like, if I can take this kind of you know air raid esque kind of just let it fly offense implement that at LSU and then start recruiting in that pool, like have the LSU name behind me when I'm going into people's living rooms. I think he's looking at that and he's like, that's going to be what gets me at least in the playoff contention. Cause obviously Oklahoma's in the playoff contention, but it's just, they never, they never have the team to compete in the playoffs. Like they'll get there, but they yeah. just don't have the team to compete. I think he's looking at LSU and he's thinking like, that's a, that's a program that is so hungry to get back on that level one, they're going to throw the fucking Brinks truck at me. Two, they're going to give me whatever I want. Like, he could probably bring in his entire coaching staff. He can bring whatever coordinators he wants. Like, he can do it all. And he already has proven that he's pretty good at the whole fucking transfer portal thing, at least a little bit. And if you could go to LSU and still dabble in that transfer portal and recruit, I mean, that could be a dangerous, dangerous recipe coming out of Baton Rouge if they actually do get Lincoln Riley to come over there. Yeah, I, I'm just amazed he hasn't gotten the like the pro talk yet. And I guess it's not really in the cycle yet for talking about NFL right. coaches and things like that. And we saw we saw Cliff Kingsbury take that job at USC for a hot minute and and then all of a sudden he's in the NFL. Right. right. He, he was gonna be the offensive coordinator there and then next thing you know he's in the NFL. It's crazy. You know, it, it, before even coaching for USC. Right. So I guess it can still happen, but yeah, I, but, it's going to be interesting. I think, it's going to be a lot that, of fun. That's a good point, but I think to that point, I wonder if if the Cliff Kingsbury situation is almost a, a, a sign of, of caution for Lincoln Riley where he's looking at it, he's like, okay, he has Kyler Merce. Like, he kind of inherited the crucial parts of, of the team that he wants to build. I wonder if Lincoln Riley sitting there thinking, like, if I go pro, it's it's not going to be at a already self-made team, obviously. It's going to be at a, a struggling team that's looking to change some things up. His bread and butter is always being built around just a playmaking quarterback. And especially in the NFL, like, it's one thing to be running around on college defenses and causing chaos and just finding dudes. In the Big 12 especially. Right. But the in the pros, like, that's hard. Like, we've, we've seen it this year, especially with these, like, Justin Fields and, like, you know, Zach Wilson to an extent. Like, it gets tougher at that point. And then now you're actually put, you know, in a position where it's like, okay, I actually have to craft, like – substantial offensive schemes and like get you know get things going and i'm not saying he can't do it i just think he's looking at it like i can sit here and get paid just about the same amount of money and just pick my new quarterback every year if i want to true true yeah no you're right yeah it'll i think he'll end up in the pros eventually but right right like he'll get a stint sure but i think i mean i, I or, wouldn't be surprised or he, he rides it out during the yeah he rides it out during the caleb williams years and then as soon as caleb williams goes pro which he definitely will and then he just kind of lands at that team that happens to have that first round pick. We're a package deal. It's like stepbrothers. You know, we're interviewing together. Right. 
Right. So, anyways, Oklahoma, don't feel bad. Now, now you don't have to worry about the playoffs at all. You just focus on Oklahoma football, which that's what it should be about. The playoff has just gotten so uh, it's it's taken away a little bit because that's all they talk. You'll be watching a random game. They'll be like, "Well, let's talk about the playoff." And it's like, no, I like I don't give a fuck about the playoff if I'm watching, you know. Auburn, Mississippi State. Right, like, right. Let me just enjoy the game. We're only yeah. we're we're gonna. I'm gonna end it on this point, but I do have to point out it is hilarious that the two avid Boomer Sooner fans that we that you know and I know very well, <laughs> their professional rooting interest is also the Giants and the Jets. So I oh. can I can see how there was so much riding <laughs> on the Sooners because that's fair. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, your Sundays funny. are yeah. full of Giants, Jets, and then I think they root for like the Mets in baseball. <laughs> It, we've all been there though like we've all been there and it's so dumb you know and I, I know one of your friends reached out and was just like like why do i have so much emotion wrapped up in these teams that like i just have no control over and it really is the dumbest thing and you're sitting there you're like why am i letting this bother me and you just can't you're just kind of in that funk or, ugh, you know no, nothing it, it but, irritates the shit out of you it's just you but can't that, help it. that's why i that's why i follow so many different sports and teams because all you're hoping for is just for that extra little hit of dopamine from from somebody if somebody gets a win somewhere for bet lands right that's why people love sports betting because it's like as long as my last bet of the day hits i, f- I go to bed with a little bit of a little right, bit of happiness right and that's why that's where the that's where the whole and i know not everybody follows this mantra the whole mantra of like don't bet on your own team comes into play because that way you can separate kind of church and state right like i got my bit, team yeah. like if, if they lose I'm going to turn to sports betting, and I'm just going to root for totally random teams just for financial benefit. Like, if right. people who don't support or just don't bet big. You know, no, I, no, no, I no, put no. money. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's, no. Small. It, my, listen, my units, both the one in between my legs and in my betting game, are not, not very true. big. They're not big, okay? Like, <laughs> they're modest. They're, you know, $5, $10 here and there. And that, except for I got on the parlays recently because Brandon's got me always chirping about his 14-leg fucking European soccer parlays. I hate that shit. I'm going back to just one and done. So I, the parlays are dumb. You hit, three, you hit the first three, and then you're like, this is sick. And then you hit the last one, loses, and you're like, nah, that, that, that was no good. Yeah. But It's tough. We don't sports bet out here, Kyle. We're in fucking Utah. Yeah, we follow all the laws. I do daily DraftKings fantasy lineups. That's about as much excitement as I can get out here because nobody wanted to play fantasy football with me this year. <laughs> it, well, it's funny, Mike, and I'm not going to bring it up too much, but it's probably the best decision I ever made. Yeah, on Sundays, up, I'm just able to sit there and just – Shut uh, up. Shut up. Moving on. All right. We, we blew an Michigan, entire 10 Mich- minutes on Oklahoma. <laughs> Michigan, Penn State. Penn State fucking had them. Penn State had them. Had em. And it's just the dumbest play calls and, like – Franklin, I just don't get it. I mean, they had him. They had him. They even had him toward the end. It was like fourth. It was like fourth and one and fourth and two or something like that. And Clifford throws, tries to throw a wheel route and throws it out of bounds. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you just get your quarterback on the move and you just say you're either running for this fucking first down by hook or by crook or dump it off in the flats to somebody and just hope that they can push their way to a first down. Right. I just, I was just sitting there, just like, are you kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Michigan does it again. They get away with it, but. Michigan's got that team of destiny vibe that really, really worries me. And that's fair. (laughs) You know, they have Maryland this week, and you know, you never know, I guess, with the Turtles. But and then then the Ohio State Michigan game next week. But you know, I do feel like this team is is it. They're just boring enough to be able to beat Ohio State because they're just consistent. Nothing flashy, nothing fancy, but it's just methodic. Uh, I McNamara just is like, hey, I'm you know he's he has been able to make some big time throws. He's, he he right. does look really good. It's just uh, it's just so boring, and I just don't want them to get to the playoff. I'm just actively rooting against them every week, That's and right. they uh, right. they keep finding ways to get it done. And you know, I we're gonna learn a lot about you know uh, Ohio State this weekend. You know, I l- listen. So you know, Michigan State won. Obviously, we have the big matchup against Ohio State. We control our own destiny. I don't think we're going to beat Ohio State. Our defense, our, our pass defense is just so – I think we're in last place for in the entire college football. Sure. Granted, though, if you look at, like, some different metrics about, like, yards per attempt and things like that, we're ranked kind of more middle of the pack. But it's uh, it's concerning, especially with how good uh, Ohio State is passing the ball. Yeah. Stroud's probably going to have a billion yards, and he's going to supplant himself as so, the Heisman favorite. So what's the – what's in, in that regard of high-caliber – Pass heavy offense versus not such great pass defense is the formula. Then 
just get the quarterback uncomfortable. Like yes, just absolutely. Just yeah, you just blow you it just up and just pressure. Yeah, you. I would. I would rather live and die by the blitz and like hope okay. you get home okay. versus sitting back and dropping people in the zone and just letting them pick us apart. Okay, you know, or it's just timing. It's you got to mix up a little bit. You can't blitz right. obviously every play, but it's the, it's the timing where it's like you get a decent stop on first down. It's like second and eight, and and if you can get that blitz, get that sack, and then make it a third and long. Because if you if you blitz right. on third down, which it, it, it's popular, I get that. I get why you want to do that. But there's just also a lot that can right. a little screen pass go right behind you, a little dump in the flats, and he's able to get you know break a tackler too. Right. So I think I, I, yeah, I, I think this is the week where you just have to like either, you have to get creative with the blitzes. Like you can't just do the traditional like kind of load up the box and just run it because then he's just gonna it's a man on the loose and he's running and scrambling and like it's so i think if, if you gotta just gotta pepper in a little bit of a little exotic blitzes almost kind of you know maybe one side heavy and then qb spy the other side because I, yeah i think if you get to get to him early and disrupt him especially get him behind behind schedule maybe like a, a second and 10 or you know whatever right whatever it is but yeah just don't i don't know if ohio state's ever been <laughs> right i don't think and what what i've noticed from michigan state so we played we played maryland Played two of his little brother, who's a really good athlete as well, as you'd expect. And there's a few times, and we did decent. You know, Maryland looked okay, but, you know, they would be driving and driving. I'm like, well, they're going to score right here. And then we somehow get, like, a like a really good interception from our second-string linebacker, you know, right. or a fumble. And it's all about just keeping them on the field and out of the end zone long enough to hope that we can capitalize on a mistake. Because right. it's, like I said, uh, we've talked right. about this since the beginning of the pod. College football players are going to make mistakes. It's going to be a holding call. It's going to be a fumble, an interception. Ohio State happens right. to just be really good in all those regards, so it's probably not going to happen. But that's that's our only well, hope. Well, and that's it, right? Like like the more the more attempts you force them to take, the more opportunity for error, right? Like like if you're letting the big ones right. go and they're only putting together like six seven play drives because they're just getting loose, you know, over the top. I mean, yes, the the mistakes will come, but they're not going to come in the plentiful. So if you, I think you just keep everything. I think. The game, and I don't want to say be win or loss because that's that's extreme. There's a lot of areas that are going to win or lose this game. But like you touched on, your linebacking core is going to be a huge, crucial part. A lot I feel of space like. to cover. Right. And they're, and they're, Ohio State has 3,000 yard receivers, basically. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's like they have to be at the cover, oh. but they also have to stop the run. And they also have to keep an eye on the quarterback. Like, they, like those guys are going to have their hands so full. But if they could do it, I think I, I think Michigan State, especially coming off of the you know the Purdue letdown, and we won't we won't go talk about it anymore. We have to. I think they're coming out. They're they're refocused. Bell Tucker, like everything's committed back in, right? Like you had kind of like a reseason like reset or midseason reset. Like Mel Tucker, big contract. He's there. He's committed. Like okay, you had the loss, but like you said, everything's in front of you. Like I think that this game will be a good game. I like, I think it'll come down to the final minutes in this one. I hope so, and that that's next week, you know, and, and you know, or that's this you know, week, we'll brother. That's right, well, that's what I mean. But like, you know, we're still talking about last week. I, I guess so. Really, like, there wasn't a whole lot of you know, Oregon won, um, San Diego State won, Wake Forest, great game against North Carolina State. You know, they pulled that one out. Right. Um, but you're right. I mean, that was about it from from last there, week. Yeah, the there was like we at this point in the season. I feel like, especially for our purposes, it's it's the playoff picture. Who's in it still, and like what we have going on? Because I think. It's starting to separate, right? Like you have kind of, you know, the top ten, you know, especially obviously the top four, but then everything outside of that, if it, it, it's pretty comfortable saying, here's the teams that are going to be in the running, uh, and your demon deacons are technically in the running, Kyle. I mean, they're not going yeah, to get so, there. <laughs> so moving on to this week, this is week twelve. Uh, Wake Forest does play Clemson. That that's kind of an exciting game because you know Clemson's obviously still they're still a good they're seven and three. Right, I mean, they're right. still by all measures like they're a good team. Right, and Wake Forest is having kind of that dream season for them. You know, nine and one. You can't really, you know, be upset about that. And, and it, yeah, it's like oh, we were undefeated. It's like yeah, but it's kind of like cotton candy, right? It's like you know, it's like oh, this is delicious, and then it's gone. You yeah. know, it's just that's that's what Wake Forest playing on. So we've got Wake Forest, Clemson. That that should be a good morning game. Big one, obviously, is Michigan State, Ohio State. It's a game day. Yeah. And and we've already kind of talked about it. I think our offense will because Ohio State's defense isn't incredible. It's no. good. They have athletes all over the place, but it's susceptible. Heavy, Especially, heavy dose of Kenneth Walker the third. Heavy. How many touches do you think he gets, Kyle? Uh, probably Both in the twenties. Receiving and rushing. How many touches? 
definitely or we use him more as a decoy and we just like it, it's all about just getting those three and a half yards when you need them right that, that's what we need it's it's a third and two and you get three yards but, right but don't don't play yourself now and I'm, i feel like i'm talking to you like you're gonna be on the sticks calling the playbook you can't play yourself like i i get the decoy and i think there will be points for like he will be used as bait you just have to get the ball in that guy's hands and let him do his thing because that man oh, is sure. phenomenal I would love to get Jalen Naylor back. He's a, he was our second wide receiver who's amazing. Because Jaden Reed's incredible, and him and Peyton Thorne have a, a great connection. But obviously, Ohio State's going to be aware of that as well. But look for, like, the Connor Hayward type, right? I, I love yeah. Connor Hayward. You yeah. know, a little H-back out in the flat, big, thick boy, you know, just getting out in the space. Yeah. Um, we got some decent freshmen who are kind of in the wings. It's going to be tough. I, I'm not expecting win. And quite frankly, like, this season's 100% house money at this point. It's... It's it would be incredible. It'd be you would, uh, it would it would screw up everything for 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 the college football playoff and for all the networks. Michigan State is perfectly in that role to fuck up everything. Oh yeah. But you never know. Just, you never know. I'm I'm not getting my hopes. I didn't think we'd win in 2015. I didn't think we'd win in 2013. And you know we we were the team that kind of was able to to knock bro, them off, which bro, is crazy. We're so. we're lined up for like a Michigan State Utah Rose Bowl. There's there's actually a lot that goes into play, and we'll talk about that because Oregon does play Utah this week at Utah yeah, for Rice Cycles. We'll be going to a little tailgate piece, we think. You know, we'll, we'll galvan around there. What's interesting, though, for that is is Utah statistically has a better chance to go to the Rose Bowl if they lose. Twice. Oh, yeah. If they lose twice to Oregon, they have a better chance. But the, the Rose Bowl committee, they can kind of select, and, and that's, oh, why, yeah. that's really why Michigan's ahead of Michigan State right now, so that they can justify them going to the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Michigan State was there in 2013. We won. It was amazing. But the Rose Bowl committee wants Michigan to go back. It's the brand. They have all the fans out there. They want Michigan to go to the Rose Bowl. Right. And quite frankly, I'll take the Fiesta Bowl. Hell yeah. It, why yeah, not? But, Something different. Is that yeah. in Arizona? Yeah, I think that one's in that Arizona. Always, yeah. yeah, well, let's, let's just go to that one, Kyle. Let's go to the dude, Fiesta Bowl. Dude, I'd be down. Yeah, I'd be down. Right, yeah, and right, right. and yeah, I think everyone. Yeah. Anyways, it's. I I, I was upset about it for a minute because I'm like they're gonna screw us and they're gonna put Michigan there and it's like you know what that's how it's always been so I don't know why I'm upset that's of course that because that's that's what always happens so right, right. Or, or we can screw it all up we we can screw it all up for everybody that's else fair. I mean that's fair. Um, so that'll be a good game. You know, it's crazy that game day's there again. You know, our team's been on college game day twice, which is nuts. And yet all the Mel Tucker news. I think we'll save the Mel Tucker stuff for the end because yeah. I just have a few points to make on that. Because yep. yep. there's just all the talking heads and, and yep. people just worrying about other people's money. It's, all right. Don't fuck all right. Hey, talk, yeah. talk about it. We, Oklahoma and Michigan State are covered like fucking flies on shit. Next, what, which teams, Kyle? Which, which uh, game Arkansas, do you like Alabama. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Pig! Could be good. Could what if be a what if my pigs beat my tide? Like, who do I root for? Oh, that Kyle. Be cool. Who do I root that'd for? That'd be awesome. I don't know. There's a lot of red out there. All the so. all the red teams in the SEC. <laughs> right, right. So that that could be an interesting one. SMU Cincinnati is another one. I like SMU. Uh, SMU. Two, they have a good quarterback in Tanner Mordecai. Uh, Cincinnati's favored by 11, but that could be one of those games where you look up and be like, well, Cincinnati is uh, losing. As a college football fan, do you want Cincinnati to lose? Or do you want them to go go undefeated and then make it just chaos at the end as far as the playoff picture? Or would you rather them just get put to sleep and put to sleep early? Probably just put to sleep because I even if they win – and even if chaos happens ahead of them, I still think they'll find ways to keep Cincinnati out out of that, it. And then right. I just don't want to hear. I just don't want to hear it. I think you know? I think that they'll treat Cincinnati as like the buffer zone to the top four, regardless right. of how. Like if they go undefeated, they'll just be like, okay, well, number five is locked up. Congratulations, you're the best best loser. Uh, right. And then it's just like I think they're just taking you know they're taking a spot up that somebody else could hypothetically use because I. I do think when we come down to the end, as dumb as it sounds, the seating, like where you're seated, could play a very big part as far as like how it all shakes down, depending. Because like Alabama, very realistically, could be out of it. Even if they do go to the SEC, I don't think they're going to beat Georgia in the SEC championship, for all being honest with ourselves. And then that's a two-loss Bama team, and I think that people would that, riot yeah. if they get, if they still are in there. <laughs> that's the chaos scenario: is is Alabama losing a second game, but then beating Georgia in the SEC championship? Or even, I guess, just beating Georgia in the SEC championship. I, I don't know. I, I think the most chaos one would be I if they think, somehow I lose think they a go second undefe- game. Right. I think they go undefeated up into the SEC championship, and then they lose in the SEC championship. 
at that point, like they have to be out. All logic says they have to be out, but I would not put it past the college football committee to be like, well, they did Game lose to Georgia. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that is bullshit. Nick Saban so, has yeah. his black his blackmail file. Kyle, that's how he gets ki- That's how he keeps getting away with this. He has blackmail on people. I agree. It's all yeah. I, I, Miss Terry is keeping all the all the dirt on everybody. Miss, so. Miss Terror terrorizing Terry. Right, but. That, that'll be a good game. That's a yep. little afternoon piece for us. We got Maryland, Michigan. Uh, come on, Turtles. Just do something cool. Just just Listen, do something. Put it together. We talked about the Turtles before. It's it's either five interceptions or five touchdowns. There's no – you can't yep. have them both. He's either going to be phenomenal or he's going to shit the bed. Yep, I agree. UCLA-USC, fun little rivalry matchup there. Outside of that, though, it's pretty cut Virginia and dry. Tech-Miami – we we got Oregon Utah and that's kind yep. of the big one. Yeah, yep. somehow Oregon is, or Utah is favored in this. Utah is the favorite. So if you, if you want to bet money line, it's plus one forty right now for Oregon. That seems pretty. I mean, don't be wrong. I think the I think the Utes can beat Oregon. Right. You know, Utah is good and they'll be up for that game. Rice Eccles. They'll have the shittiest camera ever delivered <laughs> out there from ESPN because you know they just fucking hate the Pac-12. It really is. A, it's it's awful. It, like, and I know it's been talked about, and ESPN finally acknowledged it. They're like, yeah, we're looking into this camera thing. It's like you're watching it on. I don't even know what. Like, like an old Android phone. I, it's, it's bizarre. Uh, and you'll have the camera shaking because for whatever reason they can't figure out how to stabilize the lines out there and the camera's always shaky. Well, it's because it's because they built that whole brand new stadium, but it's all it's 100% aluminum. And so when people start getting rowdy and they start jumping, like that was uh the original the original Mile High Stadium, like the first rendition, not Sports Authority, but like the first one. Uh, that was, it was like infamous for being like so loud and just chaotic because like it was all aluminum and people would be going nuts and like the stadium would be like shaking. Uh, like I can't believe, I, I, I gotta believe that's like some sort of structural integrity flaw, but like just looking at Rice Eccles, like it's all aluminum. And so when people start getting rowdy, like I'm sure that press box is just freaking swaying. Right. But yeah, that, that's a bizarre one, but uh love Utah right now. Uh, they've they've been looking really good, really solid. Yeah. The breaks or no, no, they all actually did not beat the breaks off of Arizona. No, Arizona played them really it. close, squeaked to buy. But that's sometimes what you need before dumbass trees, and then they barely squeaked the Wildcats. Right, right. So it'll it'll be interesting. But I, I'm excited to watch it. We get Hell to finally yeah. go to our, our wonderful friend Mitch's house and, and watch it on his giant projector home theater that he has yeah. in his house. Go a little tailgate piece before that. I'm gonna be drunk um, in the parking lot. It'll be yeah, it'll be a good time. So, but that that's kind of like the biggest playoff implicates. Obviously, Ohio State, Michigan State. I'm telling you, Michigan State's just. I don't think they have the horses on defense to keep up. Um, and then, you know, Michigan, Maryland, that's kind of the big one. But then, yeah, it's Oregon, Utah. So, lots of – a couple games, I would I mean, say, that have some playoff implications heading us, into the final. Give us a nightcap, Kyle. We always have – we out of respect to our dear friend, God well, bless Utah, his soul, Hawaii. Oh, yeah, of course. Hawaii, Colorado State, baby. Hey, yeah, all right, can't, all right, at yeah. 9 o'clock, <laughs> even Oregon State, Arizona State, it's – yeah. Uh, the, okay. Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. Yeah, there's not really a ton of good night games, to be honest. No, this this no. is kind of a, one of those weekends. Watch the ones in the morning and and kind of go out and earn some good husband points in the afternoon, good good significant other points, and then you know if you want to come back and watch Oregon Utah, that's that's good. Utes are a great team. To, they're Hell a great yeah. secondary team. I'm telling you, they they got everything you want. So let's go Utes. But yeah, I mean we are down. Fuck second second to last week of the regular season. This is crazy. Flying by, what, Kyle. But listen, it's now. Now we have college basketball to to wane. You know, we're like we're giving up one drug and we're just getting on to another one. We're waning off and then we're getting back on. Right. Last thing I want to talk about is Mel Tucker news because that, that's what everyone's been talking about. So it's you know Mel Tucker. He you know had his little stint in the NFL at the Bears. You know he got ran out of town there, but you know surprise like the Bears ever make good decisions. He had that little stint as interim coach for I think Jacksonville. Didn't really pan out there, but he's been hired by Nick Saban three times, right? He's, he's been one of those assistants, and the only assistant that Nick Saban's hired three times. Finds his way to Colorado, had a, a you know a decent year, but went five and seven, and then Michigan State kind of steals him in the middle of the night, right? D'Antonio re- retires the day prior to signing day, in the middle of the night, basically, 
and we make the splash hire for Mel Tucker. And everybody said, oh, like, what are you guys doing? He's this and that. He's not going to pan out. Blah, blah, blah. Had the COVID year, but beat, beat Michigan. And then comes out this year's 9-1. Also beat Michigan again. And we're working on a contract extension. 10 years, $95 million. It's going to make him essentially the second highest paid coach, the highest paid African-American coach in all of professional sports, which that's something that hasn't been talked about, I, I think, enough. That's crazy. More than Mike Tomlin, any NBA coach, anything like that. And Michigan State can do it because we have two billionaire boosters. And I know everyone's got their boosters, right? And everyone's Booster. got their oil money here and there. But it's, it's a lot different, especially with Matt Ispia. He was a walk-on on Tom Izzo's basketball team the year that we won the national championship in 2000. And he created, I think it's United Wholesale Mortgage, or UWM. And he's worth multiple billions of dollars now. And he's a young dude. He's like in his late 30s, I think, something like that. Multiple billions of dollars, and he just loves Michigan State athletics. And so he says, listen, I got the money. Let's put her dick on the table. We think Mel Tucker's got what it takes because it's beyond just coaching at this point. It's the image. It's the swagger he kind of brings to the program. It's it's kind of his all aura at this point. It's huge. And we're going to have a huge pool for assistance. He can bring in the best assistance that he wants. And it's basically Michigan State saying, like, we got the money. We happen to just let, win the lottery of a walk-on who becomes a multi-billionaire. And we're going to go all in, pushing all the chips in the middle of the table. And you got everyone saying, like, oh, that's a lot of money. That's a long contract. It's not your fucking money. It's not your money. It's And then, oh, that's a lot of school from the university. It's not the university's money either. This is a <laughs> private booster who's doing it all. So, because I think you hear the word billion thrown out a lot. If you really visualize how much money a billion dollars is, at the, at a million, imagine a stack of a million dollars. And then you have a thousand of those. That's a billion, right? Am I doing my math right there? That's a billion dollars. You're fucking asking me? Jesus Christ. And you got multiple billions of dollars. Of course. And people are like, oh, it's a lot of money. He's unproven this and that. Well, what do you want us to do? It's either we're going to sign him to a, a historic extension like this, or LSU's going to pay him nine million. <laughs> right and just like that that's what happened with Nick Saban speaking LSU, of Nick Saban LSU already has who? their coach my friend <laughs> right you're Lincoln right <laughs> right but it's and that's what happened to Nick Saban we had him uh we didn't have the billionaire booster at that point I think we might have had Dan Gilbert around that time Dan right. Gilbert the owner of the Cavs Quicken Loans all that fun stuff um but yeah then he goes to LSU and the rest of history look at Nick Saban now we weren't gonna let that happen again and if it doesn't pan out that's fine doesn't cost the school any money Right, the booster's out, but hey, luckily he's got a lot of extra money. I'm sure there's buyout clauses here and there, but it's just the the way the media reacted to that. It's just like oh, like the, especially Michigan, Detroit media, and just oh, that's a, that's a lot of money. It's just why don't you just say hey, like this is Michigan. It's just like what Oregon did. Oregon was the same way because they, historically with football they were always kind of in the middle of the pack, you know, losing bowl games. Phil Knight eventually walked in and said, "What do you need?" What do you need from me? I got more money than I can even ever think in logical terms how much money I have. What do you need from me? And they said, we need more money into football. Look at them now. And that trickled into basketball, as we just mentioned. You know, they still got beat by BYU. Money can't solve that. But that's what happens. You, If you want to play with the big boys like Alabama and Georgia, you got to have money. It's either you have the brand, you have that money coming in, or you have a, a billionaire booster. And that's what we did. We're putting the chips in, say, we think Mel Tucker's the guy, and we're going to go for it. So it's going to be wild to be Michigan State fan these next couple of years. But it's, it's just, I mean, what do you think of that? It, I it, mean, it, I, I was just, are you, are you good? You got to take a deep breath? Are we, are we feeling okay over there? Sheesh. Going in on that. Of, well, it's just there's a lot of discourse over the week. Right? I know, I know. Is, so. and, and for everybody who's listening, that's our second half of our podcast, Talking Spartans. They appreciate you tuning into the second part. Just kidding. Uh, it's going to have bigger implications, though. It, right, it's going right. to change the way contracts are, and, and it, but a that, lot of but that's that's just around. it, though. Like I, your your way, obviously, in your daily consumption of news, you're way more in tune with all this. As a third, like an outsider looking in, I never even batted an eye at it. Like I, I said, a, a, you know, a few episodes ago or a couple, whatever. Like they have to. Like they, they it, he had you had to give him a blank check. Like he just had to because. Nowadays, especially with any sort of any sort of success, and maybe even like any sort of indication of prolonged success, like you gotta you have to lock it down because it's everything thrives off of that, and and it's not unfortunate. It's just, it's a business, right? Everything in life is a business. 
to your point, like you mentioned, it's it's Mel Tucker is not you're not just hiring him to be a football coach. You are hiring him to right. be Michigan State football. He looks like that grumpy ass fucking Spartan. That's why when you say like the swagger, he he reminds me of like this AAU coach I used to have who like he was just always mad. Like we beat a team by thirty, and he was like, right, "Go go get on the line." I'm like, "Why? What what happened? What what's going on?" Uh, but maybe that's what they need. They just need a grumpy old fucking. It's a, it's it's balance, right? You got goofy old happy happy go lucky dumbass Jim Harbaugh, and you got grumpy no shit taking Mel Tucker. It's just this is this is college football, baby. But I agree with you. Like they they had to throw the bag race. at him, and if, yep. if they didn't, it's it's they're they're going to do exactly what LSU is going to do. Oklahoma could literally just be like Lincoln. We will give you the entire school. Like we like you can be the. We'll just rename it Lincoln Riley University, and he's still probably going to be like mm, LSU. Final answer. So had to be done. I'm glad you did it. I'm glad. I'm glad Michigan State did it because it's you know you guys were kind of caught in a in the middleman land in between D'Antonio or D'Antoni. Sorry, whatever the fuck his name is. No D'Antonio. Yeah. You're right. uh, who's the who's the basketball coach? Is it also D'Antonio? No, 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 no. The the NBA, whatever. It's oh, called. D'Antoni. 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 That's yeah. right. Uh, so no, I, I'm glad because that's that's what college sports is, right? It's it's in every sport too. Like it's you got to have the guy, you have to have the face, you got to have a long term contract. Like it bodes well for boosters, it bodes well for recruiting, it bodes well just in general for the program in all aspects. So I digress. Congratulations, it, uh, MSU. Be nice to your walk-ons because you never know, and that's what's crazy about college sports is is you know we've we've seen this has been twenty years in the making you know since we won the national title with Matt Ishbia on the team, and then he just happened to go on to be an ex- a successful businessman right. and and created a company that's worth billions of dollars, and now that goes right back to university. It's well, it's crazy how it's all worked out, and, and it it's really it's in that respects obviously like in our respects yes like because you never know like who who they're going to grow up to be and what they what kind of influence they can have on your life. But by having that coach and, like, having them locked in long-term, being nice to your walk-ons in, like, a literal sense of, like, the, the walk-ons he has on his team, like, you never – like, it builds, like – because that's what separates those championship teams from just, like, good teams, right? Like, because we, we, there's always good teams. There's always the teams that have, like, the Heisman candidate and, and they're just by transitive property going to be a good team that year. But you got to have the good – like no name players kind of got to have like you got to have depth across the board and that's what this is going to do right like you're going to get guys who come in all four years unless they're exceptional talent then they may leave but you're going to get dudes all four years and then it's just a rotating door after that like of just good solid talent yep you love it so yeah this is going to be it's going to change college football with how contracts are how we view coaches nil era it's Money. It's just money. Money rules everything. And money. unless you're the Alabama and the Georgias, if you want to make it into the, in, you know, crack that tier one, you got to have the money. And we're talking a lot, a lot of money. And got to love it. Got to love it. Got to love it. So, so, a lot going on. A lot of fun stuff lot that we discussed here. But, yeah, is there anything else we want to talk about? Or, you know, we're approaching an hour here, which has been fun. Flies no, by. Hey, listen, I, you know, it's I'm just going to reiterate what we said at the beginning. We're getting into a very, very exciting time of year where we're going to have sports on pretty much every day. Every day there's going to be something of substance for us to consume. I enjoy Thanksgiving, obviously, for family time, but, like, if I'm being honest, I just like being able to sit on a couch and just watch sports all fucking oh, Thanksgiving's day. Thanksgiving is my, I think, my favorite holiday specifically for that. There's nothing like just you. Know, you just you have zero responsibilities. Your work phone's not ringing. Right, right. And it, it, yeah, you're probably watching the Lions, but there's something just so endearing about it. Like I just remember always growing up watching the Lions on Thanksgiving. Well, and then you and have just, like you always have like the weird like college basketball tournaments that are popping off, like the what whatever right brand name NBA or is NBA play? No, they're, or they're more Christmas and stuff. Yeah. Maybe they do play on Thanksgiving. I'm sure there's a couple. They, they were trying to get me to work the day after Thanksgiving at the Vivint. I said no, thank you. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, in, in like, I just, I, I cherish the moments where like, we're going to be watching, you know, NFL and uh, somebody's going to try to catch a pass while being draped upon, you know, two very professional athletes. And then my father-in-law is going to look at me and go, how does he drop that? And I'm going to say, I don't know, Scott, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> Like when he, he paid me a million dollars, bro. When, yeah, when yeah. he, when we had the Broncos at Demarius Thomas signed like that big contract, 
the next season we'd be over there and like we'd be watching a game and he would drop like like defenders draped all over him like n- nobody impossible catch and he would drop it and on his dad would just look at me and go how the fuck's he dropped that I'm like oh my god I'm not gonna do this with you every time <laughs> like 80 million dollars I could have caught that I'm like oh god so, yeah, cause, yeah exactly so but with that we uh yeah we'll be back next week might be a little tough because I do have to work Black Friday. Oh, I'll be out of town. Oh, right. So let's just it might be. Let's just do Wednesday. Let's just let's commit. Yeah, we'll 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 figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out because I'll be driving back Wednesday. We'll fucking figure it out. We always do. We'll figure it out, or yeah, we'll 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 do something. But you know, if if we don't hear from you guys next week, uh, just follow us at Name Image Pod on Twitter. We have a lot of fun stuff going on there. Interact with us. Send us questions. Tell us how stupid we are and how wrong our takes are and how much you don't care about Michigan State. But it's uh, it's we're like well, I said every week. It, now it's been fun. I homework and this is a test to see if anybody actually listens this far. Rocha, our in-house referee, who I believe got certified to start refereeing JUCO level, which I mean I don't I don't even think they call fouls in JUCO. Uh, Rocha, I want you to tell me, tell us, tell the pod, who you think has the best refs by conference like which conference has the best refs because now that i'm thinking about it big 10 is awful but like tell me who you think has the best refs because that boy is tuned in like we like college basketball that dude literally shits college basketball so he'll tell us kyle we have we have resident gamblers we have resident referees we have all kinds of correspondence that's why we're here folks that's why we're here but with that big mike thank you as always we're gonna have a a wonderful day here and wonderful weekend in general uh just enjoy it Enjoy, guys. Enjoy college football while we have it. Get back into college basketball if you haven't already. And uh, yeah, Thanksgiving coming up. That'll be fun. But hopefully, we'll see you guys next week. And uh, yeah, that's all I got for you guys today. I love you.